Welcome back to Talking With Words. You're here with Rob. Adam. Houston. James. And Ryan. And we are going to watch Onyx the Fortuitous. I can't even do it. Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. You want to give it a shot? No, I'm yeah, good. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, this is a very new film. Just came out, what, two weeks ago? This is December 5th, so somewhere in there. It's described as... Fledgling occultist Onyx and a group of worshippers attend a once-in-a-lifetime ritual at their idol, Bartok the Great's Mansion. In this stars, written by, directed by, I think, Andrew Bowser, who plays Onyx, and a bunch of people we don't know, and Jeffrey Combs, who you might recognize from his fame in... Reanimator? Reanimator. I got, I got stuck on the <laughs> IMDb. And... Uh, Frighteners, he was the FBI agent in that. And. I was going to say, what's the other guy? Innocent? Shane Innocent? Shane. Was he in this one? There's a, yeah, there's a couple that, I mean, I recognize them, but I can't even tell you what they were in. We'll go to that later. Terrence T.C. Carson. Kind of looks like a young Keith David. But since we have Houston here for the next six seconds before he flees, let me find. Parents Guide. Gonna be fun editing this one. Yes, it is. I'll just sing a song about cutting it and then won't do it. Nope. I don't see one. All right. Houston, tell us about this film. <laughs> In your words. Um, this guy, um, he's really tall. That's why they call him Onyx. He came from the depths. Um, he's very fortuitous. And and he goes on this adventure and he's, he's just having a great time with his pals, just palling around. Um, they have to go back to his depths and uh, where he's from, and they're they're having a great time. But then this guy comes out of nowhere, just shits on their parade. Um, they all die in the end. Actually, it's a pretty shit ending, and that's about it. I hope that's exactly what the movie is. <laughs> oh damn! Well, sorry. Uh, I thought there was gonna be a parents guy, but apparently, when you only uh, release this in zero theaters, they don't do a parents guide. Right off the top. Is it rated? No, it's not rated. So it's going to be a winner. It says comedy oh boy. and horror. <laughs> All right. I'm going to head out there. Thanks, Houston. For all your hard work. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Uh, I'll get back in that was lackluster. Uh, contributions of Houston. Man. <laughs> See right, we're calling you next time. You Pull the tailor on us. You can't tell, but he just walked through my doorway and busted both of the door frames. He's... 7-Eleven and 900 pounds of pure muscle. Also, he's aroused. Well, I, I just thought I heard somebody yell Kool-Aid downstairs. Yeah, that's his uh, nighttime job. Ah. Oh, yeah. He's really big at the sororities. Kool-Aid. All right, well, that was garbage. And you guys want to watch this movie? Best yeah. intro yet. <laughs> uh, Debbie? Oh, no, that's right. She's still asleep after watching Ghost of Mars. She still liked it more than Nightflyer. <laughs> Everyone did. Okay, let's watch a movie. Yeah. Pat. Who am I? You know. Search your heart. Who's to say what any of us are in this twisted palace built of riddle and rhyme? And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I don't know. No, I won't do. Onyx, the fortuitous one. And that, the talisman of souls. All right, this movie was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And we talked about going into this. Uh, Bowser's Andrew Bowser is the main character, writer, and director. And we were worried he was going to use his Instagram or his YouTube shtick. Too much. No, it's the perfect amount. He he held it back. And Je oh man, Jeffrey Combs was so good in this. So As so many things. Bartok. Oh, I don't, where do we even start with this? So so let's start real quick with with the Bowser. Back to the Future style dinner. <laughs> Bowser himself. So you know who is this guy? Writer yeah. writer director of this film. You know known for his YouTube shorts. 
Right. Um, you know, gained hilarity. I think we watched a YouTube video from what, 12 years ago. Yeah. One of the uh, comic cons. Yeah. And, and you tiny know, wines. yeah, tiny wines. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so he's, he's obviously gained a following. This film started out what with Kickstarter. Yeah. I don't know if we had the numbers on it, but someone said it was like 600 plus K. 617,000, and the movie did 187,000. Give it time. Yeah, it'll, it, 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 it'll catch on. It's yeah, labor of love. slow creeper. That's why we're here. Exactly. Hey, check it check it out. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's address that catchphrase. <laughs> because I find myself saying it. It's so easy to say it. It's, it's great filler. It's going to be like my next Borat in eyes. And they also gave it. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop it. They gave it an origin story, which I loved that. Oh, yeah. They, they that one catchphrase. They're like, you know, let's spend five minutes and give that an origin story with his dad. And we all saw it coming to was <laughs> like, oh, there it is. Any break. You're like, is he? Is this? All right. Okay. Well, I'm really curious if that was Hodor inspired. We we both thought it at the same time. Yeah, you <laughs> you guys said it. There was the door, and there was the phrase, and then, yeah, he starts repeating it. The repeat. So this Jeez. movie starts off with Onyx having a very shitty life. Works at, what was the name of the burger place? It's like Meaty Boys or something? Meaty, yeah, something. Meaties or something like that. Slinging, slinging. He's the patty slinger. The patty slinger. How can yeah. I make your day meatier, beefier, beefy, beefier, beefier? <laughs> and it's it's the classic, you know, loser kid that gets this otherworldly supernatural thing happen when he uh, applies for invite to the Bartok's mansion. The contest or drawing or whatever. Yeah. A satanic contest that he, he surprisingly wins at his most dour moment of his <laughs> yeah. life. When he's and asking God or the devil he to makes help him. the video that his <laughs> mom walks in on. I was about to mention the, the mom walking in when it's the, oh, the opening mom, what are you is. Doing? <laughs> and you can see here I have uh, all of Bartok's classes, uh, letting a little of the devil in 101, 102, and 103. Or 101, 201, 301. I would have had 401, but my mom made me stop spending money on the internet. My mom said, no more money on the internet. (laughs) And then it goes straight. I mean, it was such a weird ode to the original Back to the Future (laughs) dinner with the stepdad. Uh, I think that's how far we got the first time we started. And we're like, all right. I think I said I'm like this is gonna this is a podcast. Yeah, we we stopped when he's laying in bed covered in milkshake and everything. Did we get else. that far. The stepdad and him, <laughs> the battle royale, <laughs> where they're just like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah the mom, <laughs> the mom, the mom asks them to like take a moment, meditate, breathe, just breathe with, me. with me. And as they're breathing, while he's she, like, fuck you. While she's got her Walkman God. on. Why are you wearing a full suit? You sell mac and cheese over the phone. <laughs> Doomsday mac and cheese. <laughs> Clothes make the man. Oh, man. Yeah, it reminded me of the hot rod father, stepson. Yeah, yeah I could see that, too. Yeah, yeah rivalry. <laughs> oh, shit. And they gave him one of the most hated stepfather names of all time. Todd. Todd. Damn it, Todd. Todd. Even the even the punks like the uh, the bully assholes the at was the, yeah. Well, uh, I even had the laugh in the background. Yeah. <laughs> really high. <laughs> I got I you know at first I got very like Kevin Smith vibes from this, mm, and yeah. maybe it's because the guy has long hair and a beard uh, for a hot minute. But uh, I got I got view askew vibes from this early on. But you know when they kept like pushing Satan constantly, it, it skewed away from that a little bit. <laughs> When it opened with that like cheaper shot of him in his bedroom and then the mom coming in and no mom I'm doing something the shit life continuation of he uh, is using his mom's dolls to (laughs) (laughs) make his altar or whatever it was in the beginning satanic ritual stuff yeah usually usually in like an uh a throwback 80s movie or 90s you know the the mom would walk into a 
a bedroom to catch a son doing insert, you know, up high. Yeah. You know, use your imagination there. Yeah. But this is, walks in on him doing a satanic ritual with the heads of her dolls. It's like, (laughs) what the fuck? Make sure you put them all back. Yeah. Put them back, mom. And then he freaks out with Todd. Uh, uh, That was like one of the only times I think he broke character when he was talking. It's like, yes, I put her back. And then he'd go back. Todd. His long enunciations of the syllables. Yeah. So so he's hating life. He he's at this burger joint. Uh gets shit on by these uh these punks. Which he was doing a great job. He was. He, you could he tell was he was it. Yeah, you, and, and I did not consider the, the foreshadowing that came with the skewer. Yeah. Yeah, they kept that all that when stuff they doubt, kept alive, didn't they? Skewer yeah. it out. There were like three of those little things that weren't it wasn't like the my college javelin it was right, yeah and, you know, and something i actually thought there was gonna uh, you know i thought there was gonna be a misdirect there for a hot minute because they kept showing the cash register and he even oh, like yeah. announced loudly like gotta make a cash run i thought the punks were you know gonna steal the money out of the register and he was gonna be like the hero of the moment like that's where i thought it was gonna go no, I was completely wrong. You were real they, wrong. They completely shit on him. <laughs> they even rubbed mustard burgers on his cheeks. Yep. Dumped a strawberry and... S- something shake mixed. Yeah, vanilla macchiato shake. I also like that when he got it all on him, the next shot's him in bed. He didn't yeah. wash himself. He's just laying there with all of it. <laughs> just pray, praying, to, praying to God after he did his... Satan videos for hey hey God or the devil yeah. whoever's out there I don't know just my my life sucks <laughs> or a new life you know and and some of those like even that like that was like a low moment but we could talk for a while about like the score and the foley in this movie too I don't know I I think the soundtrack was great like the, the oh yeah the movie score uh was this on Netflix uh Screenbox Screenbox. Uh, but the production value of this was f- way better than I thought it was. It was good, be. yeah. Um, and even even the, the I always like to say like the the quiet moments uh, in films like this. You know, usually in in lower budget films, you don't see the quiet moments. This movie had a lot of emotional quiet moments to it. It's like that one where he's in bed. I was like, yeah, I kind of feel for this guy. Like they yeah. did a good job of making. Him, you sympathize with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, and, and especially, life. you know, and, and from what we knew of this writer, director, actor, you know, coming from YouTube shorts and to see like actual drama unfolding on the screen was pretty impressive. Followed immediately by, hey, you're invited to this satanic ritual. Yeah, come on down. Which Ryan and I were talking a minute ago about it's raising Abaddon. Which, if yeah. you've watched any of or any of the Hell House LLC movies or listened to the podcast about Hell House, it's the Abaddon Hotel. Yep. And I, when he said it, I was like, "Man, that sounds really familiar." And I looked it yeah. up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what it was." Oh yeah, and even one of the um, there towards the end when they were doing, you know, Adam was talking about the score. Oh yeah, they're doing the piano stuff, and it wasn't the exact same tune from. The piano and the yeah, the piano scenes in the first Hell House. It was the same notes, just kind of moved around in the same kind of beat. But it was. Uh, I'm gonna was go back and listen to that again. Yeah, there was a lot it, of that stuff. It, it took me a second. I was like, man, that sounds familiar. And then it, and I was like, ah, they did a good job. With I know where I know this from. Staying around it, like even with what we're talking about with the Back to the Future stuff, like they had. It sounded like a ripoff of Huey Lewis just in the background that was adjusted. Yeah. Like, and that happened constantly. You mean homage? Like, come on. That's what I meant. Homage. Yeah. Homage. Because they like it. It's flattery. A lot like the saxophone that we talked about toward the end of the movie. Ah, yes. (laughs) So get going. They're going to raise Abaddon and have eternal life is the whole thing. And it's all due to this, uh, Bartok character who's essentially a dark priest is kind of how he came across, but he's also a musician. He has his own uh, workout VHSs 
his books, his online classes, all sorts of <laughs> preachery, uh, TV preacher. Yeah, stuff. I was going to say, I got televangelist he's, vibes yeah, from exactly. that. Satanic Joel Austin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With one eye. But man, like Combs <laughs> crushed it. And I'm used to seeing him do those really stern, over the top characters. And in this, it there's he was still over the top. Oh, he was over the top <laughs> in the <laughs> best way possible. But it was like all the weird. He had the huge goatee, had the massive mustache, the massive Dude, eyebrows, the eyebrows, the eye patch out from under the eye patch was <laughs> awesome. Like every now and again, I'd see the actor underneath it, and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he talks the way he talks with his lips. I don't know. That sounded different than what I meant. It was. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's move past it. Uh, <laughs> uh, you saw him a little bit. I always think of him as from Frighteners, where he's the FBI agent, and he's, you know, what happened? Did he piss on your hush puppies? Like that really weird shit. And he definitely nailed that. It was just way more uh, comedic and over physically overacting in he, this. He, he was all in on this. Oh, yeah. it was It was amazing. And and several of the actors were like I'd say everybody was very committed. Yeah, they were happy to be there. Yeah, and and so whenever they this contest to what is it like the the biggest fans, the five uh, biggest, the five most loyal followers, five most loyal followers are chosen to go to the the mansion, the haunted mansion, to uh, win this contest and raise Abaddon. Do we want to talk about the the characters themselves, the individuals? Sure. Yeah. We can do that in combination with uh, how they were revealed by the book. You had four others with Onyx. You had the was teacher, it? professor, who was the lichen. Oh, Mr. Duke. Duke, yeah. 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 Fantastic voice. Uh, that was Terrence Carson. I don't yeah, know what TC else Carson. he's in. And he's a so voice he actor. Did, uh, he's been in a handful of things, but he's done the voice for Mace Windu in like the last five or seventeen Star Wars video games. Uh, apparently, he was or also animated series. Maybe apparently, he was Probably also both. the voice of Kratos from the original God of War video yes. game. Oh, that was the other I knew it. <laughs> and he had a he had a few other roles in there. I mean, yeah, he had, a, he had a long list. He's done a lot of uh, video Rafael. games and animated stuff. Yeah, and then we had uh, Melanie Chandra as Jessminder. Jessminder, yeah, yeah. She was like the, the, the tattoo witch. artist. Or no, she was the the queen. Uh, the queen. queen, yeah, she yeah. Was like in the all black tattoo artist, queen chick. She looked like they pulled her from Queen of the Damned. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the headdress and everything for sure. And then we had Arden Mirren as Shelly. That was the uh, the Viking chick with the dude, just hilariously airheaded, like with a smile that did not stop. Yeah, yeah, very Stepford Wives kind of like. And everything I've seen her in, she has that that grin. Yeah. Uh, Rivka Reyes is Mac, right? Was that? The, no. Yeah, that's the, yeah she's the, the child. Yeah, Mc, Mackenzie or Z or whatever. Z, yeah. She was the witch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You also had the follower of Bartok. The, the Farah character. Farah, yeah. Yeah, with the green hair. His slave. And actually, uh, I thought she looked familiar, but she was the, she played the lead female role in the Magicians series. She played Alice. Oh, oh that's okay. why I recognize her. Yeah, looks a little different in this, just a tiny bit. I think it's the David Bowie eyes. <laughs> and then you had Onyx the Fortuitous, the Virgin, <laughs> the Virgin. <laughs> what the virgin. fuck? I'm the Virgin, <laughs> the, the Fortuitous. If it, yeah, the <laughs> listeners can't see it, but like watch the film and and these characters that they're portraying the witch, the lichen, the queen, and the virgin. So whenever they're announcing these two, each of these characters, um, they turn pages in the book and they show these illustrations, and they're all like kind of noble, cool looking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the picture of the virgin. Is a picture of him, and it is fucking hilarious. Like pot belly, yeah. and there's like and there's like chicks in the background throwing up. <laughs> well, and they kept that joke going. Like the next day, they're talking about the dreams they had the night before. Yeah, apparently everyone had a dream that sort of told them what they were going to be connected connected to the yeah. next day in the book, and then. Uh, 
Marcus' character, Onyx, he's he's just like, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. This explains why I didn't dream about fucking anyone last yeah, night. I didn't dream Virgin. about fucking anybody. I'm, yeah, god damn it. <laughs> and everyone's asking, I mean, you never even, you know, you know. I'm not a mouth virgin. It, at least. Yeah, you never, and she does the uh, the jerk off motion. He's like, why would I do that? What would that do? What would that even do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So they get in and they're they're going. It's there's three rituals supposed to happen, and the first one's the book. They have to bleed on it to prove that they are the chosen. And this is kind of where they they start doing the supernatural stuff. To you know, it, it is real. It, there is supernatural elements involved. They have the green, not emerald, not emeralds, peridot. Yeah. There was some confusion. I think maybe it's pronounced both ways. I don't ask me. I don't well, know. she was saying it, so it could be they, them. Sorry, not she. It's mispronunciation all over the place. It's it's supposed to be heard wrong on purpose. It, so you have the book, and the next one is the... The box of uh, truth. The <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a the box puppet carry character from the labyrinth it did, it did. That, that, yeah that was a fantastic puppetry like it looked I, like the heads that opened the doors get the uh, yes that's what it looked like and 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 previous to that part throughout the the runtime of this up until that there's really not that many like crazy effects right uh, i think and yeah the, you have the stones the yeah, way, the way that the box demon was put together and the way that the ghouls were put together, it all looked like one monster maker. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. And they were all puppet. Good puppeteers. Yeah, because the, the ghouls, you only saw them from, like, the shoulders up, and all they did was go around with their mouths open going, ah, ah, ah. they didn't, like, I love the one that drooled. I think it was the last one. Yeah, but, and all of their faces were, like, very flat, so, like, I don't even think there was a head in there. I think it was, like, literally someone's hand in there making the move, but it does, like, it fit the scene, and it's so good. Yeah, it, and, was, it was fun. And they, they each have their own characteristics. Like, every time one of the characters gets, what, killed by the... Their, their the, soul taken out. The, the dagger, dagger of Abaddon or of whatever. Dagon. Or Dagon, yeah. Then they uh, turn into these ghouls, and for some reason, was it? Onyx is the only one that can see him because he doesn't have his little yeah, necklace on. His, yeah. So everyone else sees the normal people. He didn't he, have the he necklace sees them didn't as drink these... the drink initially either. Yeah. There was some combination they were talking about because they were talking about, well, I can't force him to drink it. Yeah, yeah. like a potion, like a green. It looked like yeah. antifreeze. Yeah, instead of drinking their uh, green Midori there, he drank his tiny one. Just <laughs> one, a nip. one little sip. I've got everything I need and the lunchbox. But yeah, when he's dancing drunk, it's like, do you guys see her or is it a ghoul? I see a ghoul. <laughs> and that's when you realize that since he doesn't, he's not wearing the stone that he can see him. But back to the, this is a joke. I don't know if anyone else caught it, but I was laughing when he's talking to the box demon. No, no, no. When they're talking about how they dis- discovered Bartok and the one lady does the poem about her husband dying and all this shit. And he's like, yeah, I uh, was at a flea market and I looked past the Lou Ferrigno Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Lou Ferrigno, the deaf Hulk guy has a Christmas album. <laughs> I had it because well, my mom gave me $5. Fantastic. So I would leave her alone so she could go make love in the parking lot. Yeah. That, I don't know. That line just got me. I wrote it down. I want to. I want to mock up a Lou Ferrigno Christmas album. What if it, it actually people. exists? If only we had a way to look it up and realize that it's not real. Deaf people doing Christmas albums is. If only such search functions existed. It's just all of his lines from uh, Incredible Hulk cut to different octaves so that. <laughs> I don't think it's real. We're going to do that now. I'm going to figure out how to do that. Also, the blood book, how many squeezes? I like that a lot. Yeah. How many squeezes? How many squeezes? Well, that made, I really didn't like that. It's like, yeah, they slashed the palms. They used a good amount of blood. 
And it's just like it's just like a paper cut. It's like somebody describes a paper cut to you. That's what it's like for me every time I watch that. <laughs> I heard you make the uh, noise four times in a row. I would rather see somebody ripped apart than a shallow <laughs> cut that bleeds a lot. The first one, just I hear <laughs> it's James. It's too relatable. Ugh. Then the next one, oh, oh. Stop it. Ugh. Stop it. <laughs> every single time. Stop slicing the hands. <laughs> um, you might want to lay off that. Taylor's getting excited. He's still shitting. Well, shit quick or be deemed unworthy. Yep. That's truth. Oh, man, yes. That's a great one. I want to use that every day. <laughs> You'll be thinking it tomorrow. Yeah, what was that there? Everybody's, like, going to see this, like, sacred box demon, <laughs> yeah. and, and they're calling him in one by one, and he's like, I'll be back because I have to shit. <laughs> Remember, that was his cover story because he was yeah. supposed to go. He was uh, going to get the last page of the. Go get the page for the prophecy. Hey, I have to take a wicked shit. <laughs> and that deal with the demons, like you had to tell him a truth, and then he'd tell you a truth, right? And uh, after he uh, Onyx's truth was pretty gnarly. Shit sparkles in your face, and he even <laughs> he even played it off right there. He's like, "Oh, as much as she's screaming in there, it's a good thing I took care of business before." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, the voice actor for the demon in the box is Jason Marsden. He's done voices for a lot of stuff. In- Including like Thackeray oh, Binks from Hocus Pocus, oh. lots of stuff actually. The name sounds more, more things you can look. That was the first one that jumped out at me, but not related to James Marsden. I, I did. Uh, I, was, I was curious about that too. That's but what I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, but I, I loved. We we have to tell his truth because it it plays into. They they carried that one forward too twice. Uh, get after it, James. Well. So the demon keeps trying to tell him to give him a truth, you know, something dark. And we both know we're talking to the virgin here. So what's the darkest thing he could tell? And they, they get him to talk about uh, his carnal desires being the virgin. And then it turns into he reveals that he writes fanfic uh, around the, what was the cartoon? The Rescue uh, Rangers. Chippendale Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Rescue Rangers. <laughs> and where he is a, a mechanic. He's he wants to bang the mechanic. The mechanic What's her name? Um, I have no idea, but it's a cartoon. Ratchet, uh, wingnut, and he, yeah, he goes, he goes, he gets, he gets on a tear describing that scene, and we were all there with him, and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, and that was good enough. And then, then we get into the uh, why did my dad leave? And I imagine her uh, helping me take rust off planes, and then touching my penis. <laughs> she fixed my penis. <laughs> This is also, it's, it's just so ridiculous. Well, we get to see, uh, Jesus, what's, the, what's the, the mechanic's name from Rescue Rangers? Because we see that character later. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it is. Oh, yeah, in his little, uh, in his days. His, yeah. Wingnut, Ratchet. Oh, let's, let's find out real quick. And there's no relation to Jason Marsden and James Marsden. Gadget Hackrench. But they are good friends, apparently. Gadget yeah. I'm showing a picture well, of everyone right now. The heck wrench yep, definitely showed up, didn't it? But before we get to that, he goes back to Duke with his, uh, tells him about uh, Bartok killing people. Like, well, can you can you remember what he said? Can you draw the the dagger? And yeah, it's, the just, it's just a cock and it says, <laughs> da da do do do. Well, when, uh, when, when he first starts trying to get him to say what he said, he's like, obviously, he's not remembering the words correctly. Dabba do, yabba, dabba do. And, and then he starts drawing, and we can't see what he's drawing right away. And I think, okay, well, maybe he's going to be really good at drawing, and that'll be like a funny moment. I thought it was, too. I, I thought, thought it was going to be like really an amazing dagger yeah. drawing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like pretty much a dick pic. It was just a dick. <laughs> it wasn't even a good dick pic. No, That's I mean, even, dick it's even sad. worse than that. It was, uh, yeah. And then, well, it was the box demon that made him go nuts and drink, right? And that's when he passed out and had his meatloaf wet dream, essentially. Which it was after the sexy demon. We should have found out why his dad left. We should have known that was coming because when they're walking up to the house in the beginning, he's like, ah, oh, looks like the house they filmed meatloaf, so I'll do anything for love video in. And here we are. And he's got the uh, vampire makeup on. And what's the name? The, the Pharaoh. Farah, the Farrah. servant of Bartok, is the girl in the white lingerie with her tits all done up, and then she turns into what Gadget was it? Hackwrench. Gadget Hackwrench. 
Because even like the curtain <laughs> moved and I heard Adam go, what the fuck? Because <laughs> they did a full makeup job on her and like prosthetics and everything. And they start making out. I want to watch that scene again. It's just, just well done. Stuck to it. Stuck to the Rescue Rangers. Oh, that was fantastic. And there was a little animated sequence in the credits with her. Yes. After he left his... What is oh? What was the other toy? Battle cats. Battle cats. Oh and yeah, which he it, carried. There were a number of battle cats yeah. references. I mean, besides the the figures in his lunchbox of holding. And his um, underwear. Talked about it as part of his uh, contest video. And he just, oh yeah, I almost got the glow in the dark one. He described those underwears as never washed battle cats. The only thing that's underwear. touched it battle has cats, been underoos. Underoos, yeah. And that was, uh, I think, when he talked about his uh, shame chamber, his chamber. <laughs> that was that was a good turn. It's another one I'm going to use shamber. later. And then we have a nice long demonic sequence of pretty much Bartok chasing down everybody else because uh, demon. We find out she's a demon is lying to him. We sort of glossed over the discovery that he was the fortuitous one. Oh uh, yes. Because that's the whole point. Uh, when he starts going after everybody, he's after his pet demon, Farah, because he believes that she's lying about Marcus being the fortuitous one. Right, the only one that can stop the rise of Abaddon and all the, you know, the whole plot of the film, all that fun stuff. And she tells him that it's him, and Bardock's like, "Bullshit! I'm gonna cut your head off." She's like, "Okay, I guess it's the professor." Ah, uh, I know you'd tell the truth eventually. And he uh, makes his threat, you know. He she he can't kill a demon, but he can cut her head off and put it in glass and keep her forever. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. They did a good job with that. Yeah, they did. And then he goes and hunts down Duke, who is not wearing his... Green amulet. Uh, yeah, that thing. Per-dot. Per dot Pergo. <laughs> I loved his ghoul puppet, <laughs> the tongue hanging it's out a giant the side, tongue side. <laughs> and it was like blue instead of green. <laughs> each, each uh, of I the, love that they're like, eh, let's just do something a little funky. <laughs> well, each of the ghouls kind of had their own like signature yeah. look. We had the one chick with the big, huge smile. He had the tongue. Uh, you had the last one that was the drooling one. Which yeah, I loved. Z. Z, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember if we missed anything else before Z in, uh, puts all the stuff in his box. Lunchbox. Well, I love the the pretty much just connecting scenes where they're in the behind the walls in the house, the secret passages. Yeah. Why are all these cobwebs at mouth height? <laughs> they they use that to connect a lot of different scenes, but the, that was the common thing. Every time he went into one, he got cobwebs in his mouth and no one else did. It felt like um, Bill Murray in Life Aquatic. Uh, he was like, ah, oh, leeches. Everybody check for leeches. Nobody else got hit? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, just me? <laughs> what the fuck? Because every time he walks through, he's like, ah, oh, Jesus, fuck. Why are they, all these cobwebs? <laughs> and they came back every single time he went through. Which I appreciated. Yeah. And at one time, somebody preceded him through yeah. the passage. Yeah. And he was still the only one that got him. Well, I, lo- I loved how they like reused footage. And they also, like, you could tell there was only like one L bend in that mm-hmm. wall. And they yeah. just shot it like 25 Shoot different it from ways. Different angles. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, well done. <laughs> and the, what'd you say? Uh, it was that plaster, like uh, People Under the Stairs? Yeah, it reminded me of the, the People Under the Stairs film. Yeah. From fucking ages ago. It's a Wes Craven movie. Uh, I think they're remaking it, too. Don't do that. For some, for some reason. Quit remaking Pretty sure they are. Just make new things. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but stop. James, where are we at? No, oh, ask the wrong person. You looked really uh, on top of it there for a minute. and I, I was looking at the actors' faces again, trying to remember where I've seen some of them. But, uh, where are your glasses, old man? No, I, I only need them to see far away. Oh, but... Duke gets taken out, and he goes with Z, and she's putting notes in his lunchbox. His uh, what do we call it? His his lunchbox of holding. Of holding, yeah. Where the fuck was I going with this? Oh yeah, one of them was Duke's note because he goes out, 
And it's like, well, you have to do this, and you have 300 seconds, and you see him go, okay, 300, and the next line is, five minutes, it's five minutes, idiot. you idiot. It's like, ah, uh, yes, okay. <laughs> they spent just enough time with each other to, <laughs> you have to do it in the blood moon in five minutes. I love how the, the note went on to, to tell him about what he had to do. He had to jump into the hole. The fortuitous one will jump in the hole and be able to bring people back to life and kill the, the demon. And then it goes on to say, and if you're not the fortuitous one, yeah. uh, which I can't say you are or aren't, you'll just fall for at least you know five or ten minutes straight down, conscious and aware the whole time, uh, <laughs> landing where you'll probably be tortured for eternity. Yeah. Uh, just the, you know... The virgin having to plunge himself into the hole, oh, you know. Just oh, so yeah. That. I didn't even think about Touché. that. Touche. <laughs> I, I don't know. And then, and, and what's funny is when he emerges, he emerges a man, like a yeah. sword warrior with sword in his. Oh, no, he, he, his hands came up first, then his <laughs> yeah. sword. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. I was, I was wondering if we were going to get a hell fight because he had to go get the sword. I was like, oh, yeah, we might have a, an Abaddon fight. Nah, he jumps down. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Just the lake of fire from Abaddon. Yes, the Abaddon's lake of fire, yep. as we are very familiar with. And I want to know if he worked out, because when he was stabbing him at the end, like his arm was just like, he was muscly. And they I, ripped I, all his stuff off. I, I don't know if it was really muscly or if it was just well lit at the best angle and he flexed as hard as he possibly could. <laughs> We're going to get that tricep right there. Yes. Just don't move. Yep, don't move. <laughs> they, it was a very specific angle. Yeah. But I like that, that payoff because he's not human. He's the ether or the shit that demons and angels are made of. And he had the glowing purple eyes and all that fun shit. Well, he, he emerged as the confident hero. He literally emerged from the hole as the confident one. Yeah. You know. And then skewered it out one more time. Went in doubt. Went in doubt. Skewered out. <laughs> to give everyone back their souls. It's going to feel a little weird. I'm going to shove this in you. And then it's going to feel good because you're getting your soul back. That's what he said. <laughs> and then uh, they cut off. They didn't. Farrah cut off Bartok's head with a shovel. Which you, a good decapitation is always fun at the end of a movie. Yeah, that was the only really. I think Adam called it out. That was the only really uh, violent scene in there. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, there the were only some stabbing scenes, but as uh, yeah, the stabbings were like a yeah, little, little bit light. of blood with the book scene. But hello, the palm slashes. Yeah. yeah, there was a little bit of blood here and there, but like the actual like like spraying no, no squirters. Gore. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and I like the head roll. Once you got the head, she got the head all, all the way off. Yeah, okay, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, and and I wondered for for a minute whenever she became that like you know demon who <clears throat> she propositions the fortuitous one like you and I should go rule in hell. Yeah, and he's like, I just need to make a connection, hang out with my friends, and he denies her, and then she picks up the head, and yeah. I I was like, what the. F- I didn't really catch that. I, like, I caught it. I was like, ah, it's cool. But I was like, I didn't really understand why. Then you see later. Yeah. You know, what the reasoning for it. But I thought it set up a, a sequel, potentially, right there. Oh, I mean, it's it's well. definitely set up for a sequel if they want to do it. But I also like, she's like, we're going to go to hell and rule. And we'll get, uh, and he's like, married? She's like, fuck. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know. I also like that he's in the middle of that hero monologue. And he's like, I am this. I don't know. And then keeps going with the... <laughs> that, that was the best use of the I don't know in the entire movie. Uh, second favorite for me was when he used it in the uh, I would do anything for love <laughs> video. That where he's talking about uh, I am made from uh, angels and demons. I don't know. And then, uh, it's like, yes, that's that's where you want to use that. Well done. And he brings all his friends back to life and starts a Beetlejuice hotel, uh, bed oh. and breakfast. Yeah, I don't, yeah, like monsters? it's it's like a X Men bed and breakfast monster yeah. X Men sort of satanic, open to the public bed and breakfast Beetlejuice house. Where the hell those kids come from? Yeah, who the fuck's kids were those? And apparently his business had been up and running long enough that he already had clients when his parents showed up or his mom showed up. Yeah, Todd. 
his, I guess he took over, or the five of them. And they all, after they came back to life, they all had changed to their, yeah, whatever their natural state, I guess, if you want to call it. Like, he was a werewolf. The prophesized state. Yeah, she was the witch with the elf ears. And the queen apparently can paint now. Yeah, I guess. You had the Viking with the armor and stuff on, who's serving lunches to fat kids. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and, and then they have the Beetlejuice ending with the dancing. I really wanted to hear the music from Beetlejuice. I obviously know why they couldn't. Have well, we that, were all but, waiting on. Yeah. The, but in the, my mind, it was a perfect reason. Same. I was hearing jump in the line. Yeah. Like, well, they started it with the kind of. Uh, the, the shell that that whole bit, and then switched it over to meatloaf. Uh, well, there was another Beetlejuice line when he started drinking and dancing. I'd have to show it to you. I'll take your word for it. I mean, I'm going to watch it again in ten minutes. But is that when Beetlejuice is all spiky and he's like, "Come on, come here, baby." Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, he was doing. He the was doing, He was doing a Beetlejuice voice. I felt like that's what he was doing. Hey, mama. You're going to have some fun, fat boy. Whee! <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you have the the nod to a sequel with the demon, who I guess is living in the greenhouse. In she didn't a go greenhouse far, did somewhere. She? Yeah. With the head of Bartok now in a glass jar, to James's point, talking about their revenge. He'll still be able to record his music and audio tapes. So it's good. And good that she kept the head. Workout We're we're behind the wall. Tidies. Yeah, the workout with the whitey tighties that was fantastic. Doing curls with five pounders. Yep, <laughs> that was pretty great. Oh, Combs was so oh, damn good. There's there's a there's a setup whenever they originally show that mm-hmm. when when they show was Marcus like peeking through the wall and he sees him like pumping iron to those those VHSs. Yeah, and then they they make a cut. And it's right in there, and it's real subtle, but they say, like, uh, Bartok wants to see you. And I think that's when the, the queen, Jasmine or whatever, yeah, like, when he kills her originally, and you hear her, like, screaming, and you think it's like, did she just see him, like, naked in there oh, or, yeah. or whatever? It's like, it's, it's, a, it's a cut, but then they cut to, like, the, the box demon, and that's what that was. Oh, yeah. Screaming. But you're, you're almost, like, subtly led to believe that, like... <laughs> With somebody in there watching him working out in his underoos. There are also a few lines in there. I wonder if they had alternate takes, like with the queen when she went in. When he gets back and falls through the wardrobe, he's like, "Well, they started, you know, getting kissy and this and that," which that didn't happen, right? Yeah, I, did I, I missed that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't recall seeing that. She just ended up getting a dagger of Dagon in her chest. It makes sense they tried a bunch of different things, kept the good ones. Yeah. I mean, but, I get it. Yeah, I do too. I, I I thought the same thing while I was watching it, but his just extreme oddity, you you bounce off of it. Yeah. It's fine. Look at this yeah. lamp. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder how much of a character that is for him. What is he like in real life? Well, we just, we <laughs> there's a bunch of interviews. I, I want to go back here. and find out. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him because I'd love to have an interview with him, half in sure. character, on the podcast. <laughs> First ten minutes, last ten minutes, I don't care. Andrew Bowser, we'll look him up. We'll send some notes. Uh, anything else, Wanger? Uh, so, like again, you know, odd movie. Uh, way better than I thought it was gonna be. Uh, production value way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Score, makeup, production, everything was was actually really really good in this. Uh, you know, it's campy, it's fun. I got like the the setting. I think we talked about it earlier. It 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 had like a Hammer Films type like right. setting. Yeah. You know the the hard oak mansion. You know of of one of those old films or like a phantasm or a something. But it was you know right. updated and fun. Haunting on Hill House, like you kind of had these like, there's these different vibes, and you can tell that they were very much fans of a lot of these old classic movies, um, but updated, and it also had like a Killer Clowns influence. It also had some of these like fun, goofball, you know. I got 
pick of destiny vibes from this uh <laughs> you know things of that nature even so the ghouls kind of looked like the zombies on the cover of uh return of the living dead yeah it was super fun just a fun fun movie and i i was not sure how you know three minute youtube success uh how much of this character i was going <laughs> to be able to stand but the guy actually had even in a laughable way like a like a a dramatic range and i was very very happy to see that and all the actors did fantastic yeah he was likable enough as well as being the goofball that it worked it's not going to win academy awards but it is definitely a good use of your time agreed james uh yeah i was very surprised i thought that his acting would be the worst but actually his character was the best so it, and that's where I'm, I'm wondering how much is that acting and how much is that is him but it was great. Just doing goofy way. shit. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like a trivia fact for me to know at this point because I enjoyed it. So, yeah, I'd, I'd watch this again. Perfect. We'll go back to back on this one. <laughs> Ryan? I enjoyed it. I thought it was, uh, like Adam said, it's way better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, we watched about 10 or 15 minutes of it the other day. I was like, okay, this could be pretty good, but about 14 drinks into it. So, yeah. So, a lot that's entertaining at that point. Everything was fun right right then. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was, like I said, the, the production value, the score, they did everything really well. And it was, I think we all talked about it beforehand when we watched the, you know, that little three minutes on YouTube. Yeah. It was, okay, is this going to be at the whole movie? Yeah. yeah. And I, I, was, I was worried about getting 20 minutes into it, 30 minutes into it, being like, yeah, I can't take this dude anymore. Yeah, how long can we stretch this one character? Right. And I think you called it out the other day when we were watching it, when we watched that first 15 minutes. Reminds you of Weird Al? Yeah. His and delivery was, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, the delivery of it. And so I couldn't stop thinking about that <laughs> while I was watching the whole time. And I'm just picturing... Uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Is it Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. Oh, Harry yeah. Potter? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Harry, Harry Potter? Yes. Are you having a stroke right now? <laughs> <laughs> Am I the only one that smells burning toast? Yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Like I just, I, I could only picture him playing Weird Al doing the voiceover for the whole thing. It's a, it's because he's always kind of smiling, even when he's like he is, frowning, serious, smiling a little sad, bit, scared. He yeah. still has that little smirk, yeah, um, which is pretty entertaining. But yeah, it was, it was just the, I don't know, just the right amount. <laughs> it was. <laughs> It was the right amount. But it was pretty cool. The, the one thing I would be curious is, did he just like randomly pick the Abaddon name because he saw it somewhere in a movie review or during a trailer? But there was a lot of little parallels to uh, oh, the, the Hell House, House films. Yeah. And it seemed like there was a whole lot of influence. So I'd be curious to know... Well, there was like a lot how, how intentional that was. Yeah, there was a lot also tied into uh, World of Warcraft. As I say, I, I I would venture to guess, you know, a lot of gamer. Yeah. Because even James was talking about World of Warcraft and some of his. When we watched the uh, interview of him at the Comic Con. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Game, gaming convention, whatever, which whatever, whichever it was. Uh, yeah, he mentioned places from within the World of Warcraft yeah. world. And just sci-fi and fantasy worlds too yeah i mean this is if you well let's start with if you haven't heard of this onyx of fortuitous and the talisman of souls it's worth your time get it's an hour and 38 minutes go go check it out if you like goofy uh i don't even want to say horror because it didn't do it didn't go all the way evil dead it was just kind of in the in the middle of that the delivery is good the i thought the writing was Totally fine for a, I want to say low budget, but shit, six hundred thousand. It was higher budget than a lot of the other stuff we watched. Yeah, <laughs> he did have some solid one liners too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I I can see this. Like, uh, I'm I'm not gonna rush out to instantly watch it again. Right, but I can see like uh, in the coming months when I'm just needing something and I am flipping through, or if I don't have some, and this pops up, I'm gonna be like, oh hell yes. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this again because it's fantastic. And I can see this like if I'm hanging out uh, Christmas break and Will's 
like, oh, let's watch something I haven't. Oh, let's watch this. Yeah. You're, you're going to hate it for about 10 minutes, and then you're going to get the joke, and you're going to probably still leave. Even Sally lasted Love you, more bud. than 10 minutes on this one. <laughs> she did. She lasted longer than I thought she would. Ba-bum-bum-bum. All right, that's Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman of Souls. Check it out. It's on Screenbox, and it's actually, I think, partially produced by Bloody Disgusting, which is bloodydisgusting.com. I get a lot of my horror news from. Sure. If you don't follow them, I'd check them out as well. A lot of great writers on there. It Yeah. They're connected very well. Music, if you need some, some music instruments for Christmas, I suggest... Arkansas Music Works? Yeah, look, Ryan said one. It is in Bentonville, in northwest Arkansas. If you go in and talk, tell them Talking With Words sent you, you'll get a 10% off. Uh, go talk to Greg. Also, who else are we missing right now that we haven't talked about in a little while? Trail Dogs? Trail Dogs and Does. Does. Hessen, Germany. Oh, Hessen. Hey, Hessen, Germany. Hello. Thanks, guys. Keep listening. Come on down and visit. Ryan lives in Centerton. I'll give you his address. He's got two rooms so you can stay in. All of you. The entire city. Got this. Um, I like to read Rob Gilchrist books. Uh, that's what I was looking for. From robgilchristbooks.com. Which is probably still active. I don't know if I've paid my dues for a while. <laughs> uh, again, Christmas, Saturners for Suckers. If you... Look uh, look us up on Instagram or Facebook. You can send me a note. I'll autograph it and send it to you. No extra charge, just $79.99. Has some money. I think it's about 10 bucks. I'm not good at conversions. <laughs> Tides of Shadow, Waves of Fury. And we'll probably do a giveaway next week, getting close to Christmas here. So Any, any updates on Comic-Con, Northwest Arkansas Comic-Con? We did get an email, so we should know by the end of the month. Uh, we actually got a few things coming up yep. because we've got a couple comic cons that we might be at, and we're going to be at Dallas Film Festival in April. End of April. Yep. Hey, oh. So if you see Ryan and I wandering around with a camera, come talk to us and we'll put you on our video, maybe, if you're a good kisser. And That's what I keep telling him. Your name's Andrew Bowser or whoever. I don't know. I don't know. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, this was fun. This was fun. seriously. Watch this movie; it was fun. Charlie. <laughs>